Hey, welcome to the show. I'm here today with Ashish Punjabi. Ashish, thank you for being here. Hello, and how are you? Good, Sanjay. How have you been? Great, thank you. I've been very well. I'm very happy to be here with you today. Uh, Ashish, you're a um, tech-loving entrepreneur. You've been based in Dubai for over 20 years now. Uh, you've been involved in uh, retail and electronics hardware, and now you're moving into sort of the, the software and connected solutions uh, space. You're also very involved in the startup scene in the region, and uh, those are all the topics that we're going to be covering today. Uh, maybe if we start from the very beginning, uh, I'm really curious about the region because in recent years, you know, there's been a lot of news about uh, a slight liberalization out there, and um, we've seen uh, at the end of last year um, the uh, opening up to business and uh, travel from uh, Israel, and I'm hearing a lot about um, startups uh, in terms of innovation and investment. Yeah, well, I, I guess Dubai and the United Arab Emirates has always sort of been open uh, as as an economy and open to innovation and open to all sorts of great things. Um, and 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 going back to the first time, so I came to Dubai for the first time in 1988 uh, because we've got a family business that's been running here since 1985, and and, and I grew up in Hong Kong, much like you. Mm-hmm. And 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 from those days onwards, um, we saw Dubai sort of embrace opportunities when as and when they came up uh, dubai is sort of in the center of the world in many ways and if you take a flight you're in eight hours you could be in hong kong you could be in london you could be in moscow you could be in johannesburg um, australia is far for everyone so australia is is, is, is a bit <laughs> of a threat uh, but but with mm-hmm. with with, with the, then the airline like with airlines like emirates and etihad uh, you, you've seen the connectivity where everything is sort of mm-hmm. one flight away from us um, in, mm-hmm. in that sense and and we've seen that with the airports, with the seaports, and the connectivity that we've had over here with the infrastructure that came in. Um, Dubai sort of positioned itself quite centrally as 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 a center of trade, uh, going back many years. And being a center of trade, it sort of became the middle stop for a lot of people. Um, if you were buying goods from China, if you were buying goods from India, if you were buying goods from Iran, if you were buying goods from various parts of the world. Dubai sort of became that central consolidation point where everything came in and sort of got repackaged and went out from here again. Um, and it was easy for people to fly in. Culturally, it was easy. Uh, language-wise, it was easy. Uh, food-wise, shopping-wise, you sort of had everything coming in over here. And we're sort of between the East and the West. And and I think Dubai sort of always played on that fact um, that we were in the center. So that 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 has been there. And then we sort of had the move towards embracing tourism many, many years ago over here. And and uh, being a country where about 85% of the population are expats, um, you had people coming in to visit their family that were working over here. Uh, but then you had all these little hop, scop, uh, hop, skip and jump trips that would come through Dubai. So someone flying from London to Hong Kong would stop in Dubai for a couple of days or someone flying from Australia uh, through to Frankfurt would stop over here, or someone flying in from New York to India would stop over here. Um, and, and they would sort of find everything that was here. And this has sort of gone on and continued. And, and, and the thing that sort of makes Dubai and the United Arab Emirates fairly unique is they've always been thinking ahead. And they've always been thinking about what next. Um, so the UAE, for example, was was one of the first countries in the world to have a minister for artificial intelligence. Uh, in the cabinet a couple of years ago, um, mm-hmm. because they they realized the importance of AI in everything that was going to happen. 
and, and, and realized if it had to have its importance, it had to have a ministerial position for that. Uh, the UAE also had a Minister of Happiness uh, several years ago in, in, in the cabinet. Uh, because again, right. they realized if you aren't happy where you live, um, why, why would you live there? Or why would you trade over there? And, mm-hmm. and these small things are, are, are subtle differences that, that sort of made Dubai what it is and, and um, made it open to look at innovation and look at opportunities as and when they came in. You're really involved in robotics right now and sort of a B2B connectivity using AI, robots and automation. Can you tell me a little bit more about the sort of connected store, like what you're actually doing out there? Yeah, so I mean, we, we got into the humanoid robotics space a couple of years ago. And, and, and when you talk about robotics, you, you basically have two, two, two ways of where robotics go. You can either end up doing industrial robotics, which is the robotic arms and, 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 and digital manufacturing. Um, or you end up in humanoid robots where you're talking more at the customer service or the human uh, complementing the robot in, in some way, shape or form. And, and, and we sort of went the humanoid robot. We, we did try the industrial robotics for a while um, because we do have some businesses uh, that are aligned to that. But, but we found the humanoid robotics area to be a lot more interesting, a lot more fascinating and, and a lot more opportunities over there. Um, mm. And, and, and essentially what we found with, with the robots is the robots do certain things extremely well. Um, one is a robot doesn't get bored. Uh, a robot's energy levels don't sag uh, during the course of a day. And when there's a repetitive task, a robot is, is, is fairly well positioned uh, to take care of things like that. And, and they actually complement the human coworker uh, that is there. So if, if you look at it, there's a term in the industry called actually cobotics. Uh, instead of robotics, where you look at the robot as the co-worker for the human uh, and, and, and look at the, the, the future workplace where the two of them work together quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first brand we worked with was, was a company called uh, SoftBank Robotics. Um, and SoftBank, of course, is, is known worldwide. But the robotics part of the business was, was, was a flagship for the product called Pepper, uh, a, a robot called Pepper. And Pepper was extremely popular in, in, in the Far East, uh, especially in Japan and places like that. And, and we have been talking to, to SoftBank for a number of years to bring it to the Middle East. Uh, the problem was Japan just took everything that they produced and, and they couldn't export anything to, to the Middle East. And then eventually we started getting it in over here. And, and today we've got the robots in, in places like banks. We've got it in retail stores. We have it in, in uh, government service centers, customer service areas. Because what the robot does extremely well is it can talk to you, it can understand you, but it can also visually display information and work off a tablet screen that's that's on there. Um, so for those who, who want to interact as they would with a kiosk, they could do that. But those who want to actually talk to someone, uh, they could do that as well. And, and the advantage that suddenly came in is we got all the robots here programmed for English and Arabic, which are the predominant languages in this part of the world. Mm-hmm. and when you had a workforce, you would typically always have a limitation because the people you had spoke the languages that they spoke to the extent that they could. And and for a lot of people that we hired over here, neither English or Arabic is their first language. Um, their first language could be something else. So suddenly now you've got a robot that speaks both languages fairly well and can communicate with everyone that comes in. And And, and, and that goes a long way in terms of satisfying the customer. When you've got a culture like we have in the UAE, which is as diverse culturally, 
having having something that can communicate in all these different languages makes a lot of sense. Now, the way I, I, I see a lot of these robots is I compare it with the smartphone. Um, a robot comes in with a camera and sensors, and the camera and sensors are nice, but a camera and sensors are on your smartphone as well. And if you don't build anything onto the smartphone, the cameras and sensors mean nothing. Um, and 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 as you would with the smartphone, if you look at it uh, with with the, with, the, with the industry of uh, smartphone industry, a lot of people started with uh, an app on their smartphone 10, 15 years ago. And and what was the app? Um, a lot of companies, retailers had an app, and, and the app was basically the about us version of their website. Um, mm. You really couldn't do much on it. Everyone wanted an app, but they didn't know what they wanted to do with the app. And as they start to think about their own business and what they do, they start to look at it and say, could we be doing this on the app? Could we be doing that on the app? To today where the app is central to a lot of businesses because that's where transactions happen. That's where um, you interact with customers. That's where sales happen. That's where you've got online catalogs. Um, and, and you can sort of do everything in an app that you would in a store, uh, essentially. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with the robot. Um, unless you don't enable the cameras and sensors to do anything, it really doesn't do much. And 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 this is sort of where the operating system and the ecosystem of app developers come in. And and a lot of the focus for us in the last couple of years has been to work with the ecosystem of app developers to sort of build solutions around um, the robots that we do. And 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 this is sort of where the change starts to come in, um, because that's where it starts to get a little more interesting than just a mimicry and, and something that does a little meet and greet and a dance show for you, which you can get bored of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have, for example, over here, a customer called Viva, uh, the Electricity and Water Authority. And they've got pepper in, in, in virtually every store of theirs. And uh, they actually don't have really any humans in their stores anymore. Um, it is it is It is all automation in there. And a lot of the services that you would typically expect from the government uh, from from the uh, electricity company can be done through Pepper in the store, uh, and they have their own uh, chatbot called Ramas that they use. But Ramas doesn't only sit on on Pepper. Ramas sits on their smartphone app, sits on their website, and sits on the in, on, on their IVR system in, in on, on on in the call center. And they sort of integrated everything in such a way so that the experience is seamless, irrespective of the platform you're in. So if you really want to go into a store. And, and get a transaction done over there, you can, and, and the robot will help you do that. Other people might be happy to do that uh, with, with an app. Uh, other people might be happy to do it through a call center. The fact is you need to be where the customer is, and and, 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 and uh, this is sort of one part of the journey that gets plugged in that way. Um, and, and we've sort of seen this develop and, and emerge uh, across various industries that we've been working with uh, till now. The region out there has really taken to robotics much more so than anywhere else. It's definitely not taken off in the West. It's not really taken off so much uh, in the Far East either, apart from maybe a little bit in Japan. Um, and it's really interesting to see what's going on uh, down there. And, and that's, a, that's a great analogy you draw to sort of like smartphone apps. Um, it would be really exciting, I think, to be able to develop software for these robotics in the future. 
And I, and I know you, you had to spin up your own small internal dev team to meet your needs, right? To build these custom solutions for your customers. Yeah, so, so we, do, we do have a software team that, that is in-house now. And, and, and a lot of the work actually goes around supporting the ecosystem of developers in the region. Um, because the one thing we realize is, is we're not domain specialists in every industry that we work in. Um, so if I, if I take, for example, the robotics again, uh, we're talking sometimes to healthcare providers. At other times, we're talking to educational institutions, to other times to, to retailers. And the requirements of all of them are quite different. Um, so, for example, if we're talking to a retailer, they want to be linked, linking the robots into their CRM system. They want to link it into an e-commerce engine. They want to link it into a cataloging system of some sort. And there are people who work in these industries, uh, but they don't have the robotics knowledge. Uh, but they understand the software. They understand all the applications that are being used. So we onboard them and actually work with them. And, and this is where a lot of our developers' time goes into is is, is actually training them uh, to do this. And and then have them work on the retail vertical. And similar with when you talk to healthcare, um, they need to be suddenly HL7 certified. They need to link into healthcare systems. Now, we don't want to be touching someone's healthcare system uh, software because we're not domain experts in that. We don't want to be touching someone's banking uh, backend because we're not domain experts in that. There are people who understand that extremely well. And and, and, and what we sort of do is, 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 is provide the tools for that marriage to be a little more uh, fruitful and, 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 and to start thinking of the evolution of, 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 of that journey, um, of that transaction. So I... I, I the term digital transformation always comes up, and, and, and I absolutely hate it um, <laughs> because, because I, I never see it as a, as a transformation. In anything that you do, there is always an evolution in terms of how you develop and, and grow your business in terms of the, the processes that go in. And with the other hat that I wear, of we, we, we run retail stores of for Electronics. We're constantly investing in something or the other. The investment journey never stops. Um, you're either investing in, in store layouts, you're investing in staff training, you're investing in point of sale systems, you're investing in last mile delivery systems. You're, it, 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 there's, there's, there's never an endpoint. It's always an evolution in terms of trying to do what you do better. And, and I think this is, this is the focus and, and, and the mindset we've always had is how do we keep that evolution going in with the different bits of emerging tech that we do? So robotics is one. Um, the other area that we're in, for example, is, is selling and supplying 3D printing equipment uh, in the region. Mm-hmm. And again, 3D printing is, is something we started off about 12 or 13 years ago when it was fairly young and fairly new. And when we started selling 3D printing in the region, most people didn't understand what the 3D printer was. Uh, they would look at it and say, wait, how, how did that just happen? Uh, where, where Where is the ink? And you go, there's no ink. Um, there's a filament. Um, or, or, the, or there's some other material that's been used. And the whole concept was completely foreign to people. And, and we've seen the, the quality of the conversations move forward tremendously since then. Um, because the understanding and the knowledge of that technology got better and better. And people started to think, where does it apply into their field of business? Now, when we started with, with 3D printing, uh, we we spoke to some of the suppliers we worked with, and they said, "Yeah, talk to the the manufacturing guys, the people who do rapid prototyping, the people who do um, automotive manufacturing." And we go, 
wait a second, we don't have any of that in the Middle East or, or in, in, in the United Arab Emirates at least. And so we had to create a market for where 3D printing fit in. And, and, and that sort of went back to the drawing board of saying, how do we start? And the biggest market for us to get into was education. So the biggest market we started selling to was schools and universities because if you get them hooked on over there, mm-hmm. um, it's it's one of those bits of technology that they start to use when they're in the workforce. And it's, 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 it's like, again, using another analogy, it's like the PC industry 30 years ago. Uh, where did most kids get to learn to use a computer was in school. They, they were in a computer lab like, like you and I were. Mm. And they used the computer for the first time. And in the school, there was a lab with 30 computers. And eventually, as that student went through the school journey, everyone had a computer. And by the time they got into the workforce, they expected to have a computer over there. And, and 3D printing is, is, is one of those technologies that was sort of in the same way as well, where we're now seeing people graduate 10, 12 years later, and then the workforce, and they're, and they're the same people who are now sitting on the other side of the desk saying, if we had a 3D printer in the office, we could have been doing this, or we could be thinking of that. And and, and, and you start to see the business come in again uh, for us uh, in, in, in that sense. It's really kind of a ground root investment that you're talking about here, aren't you? I mean, you're, you're this is a really long tail sort of plan for you, right? It is, it is. And, and I think that, that's sort of what is a little more exciting for me. Um, because you, you think what next and, and where can you take the business forward? Um, and, and I sit in a family-owned business. We've been around for 51 years now um, as, as a family business. And if we had to do what we started off doing 51 years ago, we would, we would have stopped being in business about 20 years ago or 30 years ago. Um, mm. there, there's always had to be some evolution uh, in terms of what we had to go through in, in the journey that the family has to take as well. I want to ask you about uh, TIE, Indus Entrepreneur. This is a, a global organization that was, I believe, founded in Silicon Valley in the 90s. Is that right? Yeah. So, so, so TIE, TIE is, is a global organization. It started in 1992 in, in, in Silicon Valley. And it started off with entrepreneurs who had made successful exits back then and who realized there weren't a lot of people like them around. Um, and, 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 and who didn't have the opportunities and who didn't realize what it meant uh, to be an entrepreneur or that they could be an entrepreneur. And it sort of was built around the principles of giving back uh, and, and, and giving back in the sense that you provide uh, support, you provide, you, you, you foster the entrepreneurial spirit uh, in terms of mentorship, incubation, uh, investment, uh, education. And, 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 and sort of see the ecosystem grow and develop and, and, and see more entrepreneurs uh, come out at the end. Uh, and you're the uh, president of the uh, Dubai chapter now. Yeah. So, um, so Thai, Thai today has got about 61 chapters around the world. Um, and, and the Dubai chapter has been around since 2003. Uh, and, and the Dubai chapter started when the Dubai Internet City started in 2003. Um, so they've been a local partner and a sponsor over here. Um, right. And I've been the president now for about four months uh, at the moment. It feels like four years already uh, in, in, <laughs> in, in, in COVID years. But uh, no, it's it's been an absolutely fascinating journey. And I've been involved with Thai for a number of years. Um, and and the big thing you enjoy with, with, with something like this is the opportunity to be in a position 
to see the ecosystem flourish and to see people come in looking at opportunities. And uh, we've mentored probably about 40 odd businesses in the last year at Stai. And, and, and a lot of these are in all sorts of different fields of business. So, um, example, I, I was mentoring someone uh, in, in, in the media space. Um, I'm not from that industry, but uh, there, is, there is a learning that comes in for me as a mentor. Uh, but there is there is there is definitely synergies that come in across different lines of business when when you, when when you do that. Um, we're mentoring businesses in 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 the area of climate change, so we've got HSBC as a partner with us. Uh, so we've got about twelve or thirteen businesses in the, in, in, in 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 sorry in the sustainability space uh, that that we're mentoring. Uh, we would be doing something in the, in the climate change area as well shortly with them. Um, mm. And, 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 and like that, you, you enjoy the experience of, of running events, networking, meeting, um, and, 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 and seeing some of these businesses succeed at the end of the day and, 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 and go through um, various stages of, of, of evolution in, in their journey. Mm. And uh, we do the same thing, for example, with, with uh, the communities that, that we're in. So within Thai, we see ourselves as a face of what the local ecosystem is that we're in within each chapter. Uh, so, for example, we, we as Thai Globally last year, decided to launch Thai Women. Uh, Thai Women was uh, a business plan competition for women entrepreneurs. Um, and, and, and the winner of each competition at the local chapter level competed globally for $100,000 in prize money. Um, and the global finals happened in Dubai in, in, in January. So we had 26 female entrepreneurs from around the world coming into Dubai and in and, and, and fighting it out for hundred thousand dollars in prize money. But more than the fight, it it was it was it was the camaraderie that you see and, and the support that the ecosystem gets um, uh, in terms of what they did because there were some absolutely fascinating businesses in there. Um, people mm-hmm. in the med tech space, ed tech space, um, retail, uh, sustainability uh, areas and, and 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 there's a lot to learn from a lot of them um, at, at, at that time. We do the same mm-hmm. thing for university students. We run a university competition, um, and, and we do that. And then we started something within Thai Dubai a couple of years ago called Thai Hustle, and Thai Hustle basically talks to the people who maybe don't think of themselves as entrepreneurs or don't think they've got the the ability to be entrepreneurs that actually could be. Um, so, for example, over here, we started reaching out to communities in, uh, example, together with, 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 the, with the Filipino community um, and talking to them because a lot of the Filipino community would, would be working in the service industries over here. And a lot of them are really entrepreneurs or don't think of themselves as entrepreneurs, but given the right opportunity, could be fantastic entrepreneurs. Um, or we mm. start to work with some of the African communities over here. And, and and we're looking to do more and more of this uh, going forward as well because I think there there is an underserved uh, segment out there and everyone knows the big dot coms and the big let's let's help the tech industry and let's help them but don't forget an entrepreneur is 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 someone who's making cookies at home uh, who eventually mm-hmm. uh, develops it into a, a food delivery system that's on on Deliveroo one day or it could be mm-hmm. Uh, the college photographer who ends up being a graphic designer uh, somewhere, or the DJ on campus who ends up getting into 
sound equipment and 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 and, and rentals and 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 works his way into event management. Um, and these are all entrepreneurs, and, and we don't quite think of them in, the, in that way, and they don't think of themselves in that way. But given the right uh, encouragement, I, I I see a lot of them actually coming forward and uh, developing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's great work that you're doing. And it's really important to get this diversity of sort of uh, opinion and uh, and ingenuity in, in all aspects of our industry, right? Yeah, I mean, if, if there's if there's one thing that that, that, that we realize is, is we need to be challenged as a society. And the one big thing I, I, I would say with, with COVID and everything that, that's come out uh, is, is the world has been saved by entrepreneurs. Um, mm. When when politicians and governments and, and NGOs let a lot of people down, it was the deliverers of the world, it was the Ubers of the world, it was the mm -hmm. uh, the cloud kitchens of the world that actually stepped forward. Uh, it was the e-commerce platforms, the Amazons uh, that, that, that 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 came forward and actually made sure business continued. And I think it, it the, 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 these entrepreneurs were underappreciated, undervalued, the last mile delivery guys, the, the payment gateways. Um, mm. And everyone suddenly realized the importance of, of all of that investment that was going in over these years, because had that not been happening, um, and had we relied on, on governments itself, uh, we probably would have seen a devastating situation in the last year compared to what we actually did experience. On that point, uh, there's also, uh, I mean, I'm really, I, I'm, I'm not sure, maybe I'm too out of touch, but I'm really blown away by the sort of diverse and inclusive face of uh, founders and business people and entrepreneurs that are setting up and being supported in the region. Yeah. So, and, and I, like I said at the beginning, the UAE is, is one of those places that is, <clears throat> been sort of at the center of the world and being at the center of the world we we attract all of, a lot of this talent in over here um and, and and that's what's exciting is 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 you actually get to experience a little bit of everything from every part of the world mm. um so even as a tourist when you came in come into dubai and you go into a shopping mall um and you suddenly look around and you go, wait, I've got stores from the US, I've got stores from Europe, and I've got stores that I knew in the Far East as well as stores that I knew in the Indian subcontinent in one shopping mall. Where in the world would you get that? Or if you come in as a foodie and you say, I want to eat out, and you suddenly find you've got every cuisine possible over here, um, that's because we've got the ecosystem that brings in that diversity over here. And when you bring in that diversity in terms of ideas, in terms of nationalities, in terms of uh, cultures, and you start to see the fusion of that, you actually start to see innovation happen. And and the big thing for me um, that that excites me with with the United Arab Emirates uh, over the years is the UAE has been a net importer of virtually everything um, till now. Um, the only thing they exported was oil, and 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 that too. Um, the oil, oil, oil was, was, was controlled by a few people over here. But we otherwise imported everything um, from our goods that we, we, we consumed to the food stuff that we had to everything else that, that was here. And what we're turning into now is a net exporter. And it's a net exporter of, of knowledge. It's a net exporter of know-how. Um, it's a net, net exporter of, of design. Um, because things can be printed anywhere now. 
and 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 I think this is this this is this is sort of what gets us a little more exciting excited over here is we're seeing the UAE suddenly emerge as this net exporter in so many different areas, um, and we aren't the best, world's best kept secret anymore. We we are we are we are uh, getting recognized as 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 a country and um, as as a region uh, for what is unique and what stands out over here. Um, and I think that 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 has been probably one of the more exciting things, and and the collaborations that come in as a result of that. Lastly, I wanted to ask you about this TechStars program. This looks really interesting. This is like kind of a parallel to Thai. Yeah, well, well, TechStars is, has has been around for a long time, and, and, and TechStars is 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 a, is a fantastic organization as well. Um, and and they do a lot of great stuff. And I've been involved with Techstars um, in the region now for about four or five years uh, since they set up. And and I, and I sit and in, in, in mentor some of the businesses that that they put into their accelerator program, um, which has again been a fascinating experience. So what Techstars essentially do is 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 bring in businesses that have already been founded, and and and, and through a twelve week program, take them up. To a whole different level, uh, engage them in such a different way, uh, give them access to mentors and resources that they wouldn't get otherwise, and 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 help them uh, move forward in, in in tremendous ways. And and they run something called the Mentor Madness Program, um, which I've been a part of, where essentially you get to see about ten businesses in in the course of of half a day, and you spend um, bits of time with them doing mini mentorship sessions. Um, but those mentees actually get to see, like me, maybe another 30, 40 people in a week, um, and they get access to all of that know-how and all of that. And then if there is a reason for a longer-term engagement, uh, then that continues. So at the moment, I'm, I'm mentoring two businesses with Techstars. Um, again, completely different. One is one is in the AI space um, uh, and, and and with fascinating uh, online retail solutions, um, and 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 I've enjoyed working with them. They're, they're based out of India, but then the other one is a mental health tech startup uh, based out of Singapore and Australia, but working with the Techstars program in Abu Dhabi over here. Um, mm. And again, completely different set of founders, uh, area of business. I I I I don't have the functional knowledge in. But I've got the knowledge as a mentor to help them in other areas in terms of how to develop a business uh, or in terms of some of the contacts that they have. Um, so it, it's fascinating to see how those businesses mature in such a short period of time. I mean, you're involved in so many things. I mean, not not only are you running your own uh, successful business, but you're you know you're uh, involved in helping bootstrap uh, startups. You're involved in mentoring founders. What, what drives you? What motivates you to do all this? So, I, you, you know, the question of legacy comes up. Um, and, 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 and this is the topic that came up when I was in EO, the Entrepreneurs' Organization, is, is we talk a lot about legacy over there. That what would you want to be remembered for as an entrepreneur uh, for your journey? Um, but but even, even myself, I've, I've taken it to a, a slightly different level to say, not as an entrepreneur, but as a person, what do I want to be remembered for? Um, and 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 with that, I, I put together a personal mission statement for myself a couple of years ago. And 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 
within the mission statement, um, there were a couple of things that, that I, I, I saw as, as core values that, that were important to me. Um, but there were certain things that, that actually drive me and that excite me, which, which I put in there and, and, and the stakeholders that, that, that get impacted by that. And within my mission statement, uh, one of the things I, I, I put in there was the fact that I enjoy learning and I enjoy sharing knowledge. Um, that, that, that drives me, that motivates me in, in, in so many ways. And I do this for my family, my business, my community, and myself. Um, because I think as an entrepreneur, you're wearing the four hats always of being part of your family, being part of your business, being part of your community, and being your own individual as well. And you're constantly juggling with the four hats. So we talk about a work-life balance. I, I, I talk about switching between the four hats throughout the course of the day. And and, and, and and doing justice to the four hats um, and, and, and trying to make sure you, you fulfill what you can and, and do over there. Uh, so for me, a lot of it is about learning and inspiration. And and I think that's what excites me more. And, and the bigger thrill for me comes in seeing someone succeed who, who's worked with me, um, who, mm. who's, who's gone through a growth journey of their own. And just knowing that maybe I played a part in it. Um, what I've seen them develop, and and and, and that that for me is is, is huge satisfaction. Um, at the end of the day, um, my own journey will 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 be determined in, in, in the way it has to be. But but uh, being able to positively impact other people's journeys, I think, is 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 the one thing I I, I hope I can do uh, going forward as well. That's brilliant. That's you know that's. A fantastic uh, uh, outlook on life, and um, I'm I'm positive that the many people you you've already helped would say you've completely turned their life around. Um, and uh, congratulations on your all your success, and uh, thank you sincerely for everything you're doing. You know all the sharing and the outreach and helping uh, your community, not not only yours but the communities that you live in and uh, the extended communities that we all share. Uh, so really great job, well done, Ashish. Thank you, thank you, Sanjay. Uh, okay, now uh, uh, I hate to, I hate to end on this awesome note, but I need the joke of the show from you, please. Ah, oh, man, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I sit on the dinner table with my kids, and and, and 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 now they're at an age where I get the eye rolls every time I try and say something funny. <laughs> and then I, you sit, you tell the worst dad jokes. Um, okay, okay, and, and, and it's, it's 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 funny to see that transition in my life as well <laughs> to to where I I, I, I got <laughs> yeah. into that. But uh, yeah, no, I mean. Listen, I, I, I'm in the business of selling robots. And, 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 and at the end of the day, I, I think about it and I say, what do robots like to eat? What do robots like to eat? Yeah. Computer chips. Computer chips. Well done, Ashish. <laughs> you know, that was such a terrible joke. I really hope you stick to being a CEO and like uh, mentoring startups. Please don't go into comedy. <laughs> And, and, you know, you know the other thing is I, I've been known for having a big nose as well. Okay. <laughs> and and it's, it's and and I tried to measure it once, um, but it was just short of twelve inches. <laughs> and you know what, what would have happened if it was twelve inches? What's that? It would have been a foot. 
it would have been a foot. <laughs> okay, Ashish. I think I think I might have to go with your kids on this one. <laughs> All right, cheers, mate. Thank you very, very much. And really, really congratulations to you. Uh, you're doing a great job, man. Uh, keep it up. Thank you, thank you.